Good morning. I'm Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. I am so pleased to present this radio documentary series titled Miss America, Where Are You? This documentary is going to focus on Atlantic City's challenges, Atlantic City's problems, the issues, but more importantly, what are the opportunities? What are the solutions? Um, This series came about, this radio documentary came about when I was visiting with my mother, going to church with her in Atlantic City at Second Baptist Church in Atlantic City. It was August 21st, and Pastor Collins A. Days, the pastor of Second Baptist Church, uh, was taking the church through the various different announcements. Then at the very end, before he finished his announcements, he spoke about the current serious issue in Atlantic City of the code of silence. And you might ask, what is a code of silence? And he spoke about how the residents of Atlantic City were witnessing crimes, but they were not reporting them. They were seeing their neighbors being robbed. They were seeing their neighbors being murdered. But due to this code of silence, uh, they were silent, and they would not provide the authorities any assistance. And later on that afternoon, uh, when I went to my uh, sister's home for dinner, I asked her about that. And my sister is Miss Shermaine Gunter. Gary, she's going to be on the program. I said, what, what is this code of silence all about? And she said, well, there's this code of silence where some people are afraid for, for their life if they were to tell that um, they would have some violence brought against them if they were to report them to the police. Some of them felt that um, maybe they just didn't want to be involved. But meanwhile, uh, folks were, were being murdered, folks were being beaten and robbed, and no one was taking action. And I decided at that point that I needed to do a series on Atlantic City. And you come to think about it, how did Atlantic City lose the Miss America pageant? That's why I've titled this, 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 this radio documentary, Miss America, Where Are You? Because Miss America started in Atlantic City and was there for decades, but due to Uh, several different issues such as crime, uh, such as uh, lack of leadership among the the city officials there. Atlantic City lost the pageant. And now, you know, September, a week after Labor Day, it was always uh, the Miss America pageant coming on NBC. Well, you don't see it on NBC either. So something has terribly gone wrong. But Atlantic City's issues and problems are way beyond the Miss America pageant leaving Atlantic City. You know, here's a very interesting statistic. And uh, my producer, my student producer here at WSOU, Ema, has pulled together some very significant statistics. You know, since 1960, Atlantic City has had 12 mayors, but five of the last nine mayors have been tied to some form of corruption. Now, I grew up in the 60s in Atlantic City, and I can remember always reading the big headlines in the Atlantic City press about a councilman, uh, the mayor, taking a bribe or doing something that would cause them to be indicted and for sometimes some of them to even 
do significant uh, time. And during that time period, I can recall in the late 60s how Atlantic City started to lose its luster. It started to uh, lose its cachet that it wasn't the world's playground. I mean, imagine Atlantic City was titled the world's playground. People will come from all over the world to enjoy the beach, to enjoy the boardwalk. But due to this void of leadership, it created this problem of Atlantic City was a ship in the Atlantic Ocean just drifting off the sea with no course in action. And, of course, then in, in the middle 70s, uh, the politicians got together and said, you know, we can help Atlantic City and we could bring back Atlantic City with casino gambling. So as, as those who know the history, um, Atlantic City uh, uh, was on the ballot for the state of New Jersey to, to have casino gambling. But um, it failed. State of New Jersey voters said, no, uh, we don't want gambling in New Jersey. So then they came back the next year with a vote that said, okay, this is going to be uh, casino gambling in Atlantic City only. And it passed. I believe it passed in 1977. And uh, the first casino opened up <clears throat> Resorts International uh, in 1978. Now, what was interesting was that casino gambling was supposed to revive Atlantic City. It was supposed to bring back jobs to Atlantic City. Well, what, what actually happened was that, sure, some folks in Atlantic City uh, got, got jobs. Um, some of them became dealers. Some of them became the uh, coupiers, as they call them, uh, the pit bosses. Um, but a lot of folks were imported in from other places. But what Atlantic City needed was leadership, leadership to really help the city to grow. And a few years later, I can recall after I graduated from uh, Seton Hall and I'm working for Dow Jones out in California, I'm watching, I think it might have been 1985 or 86. I was living in Los Angeles and CBS had had a documentary about what is wrong with Atlantic City. And they likened that Atlantic City, because of all of the abandoned housing, all of the empty lots, that it looked like Beirut. And the Atlantic City crime, of course, continued to fester. So let's flash forward. And I'm pleased to say that uh, one of the guests that we will have on the program will be the former mayor of Atlantic City, four-term mayor, Jim Whalen. He's now a state senator. Um, But I'm proud to say that he was one of the few mayors that was in office and that he and none of his cabinet members had any blemishes on their record. And that was a time that Atlantic City was prospering in regards to getting the development going and to improve and build the housing. And, but it still didn't solve the issue of, of poverty in Atlantic City. Now, we're going to talk about that um, in a little bit, but I'm hoping that this radio documentary um, that I will be able to present to you a wide variety of voices and opinions about how do we solve this issue of Atlantic City. Now, recently, uh, the governor has established 
uh, a special uh, tourist district, whereas um, from Pacific Avenue to the boardwalk, anywhere where there's a casino, that the state um, has the capability uh, of running it. And um, the mayor and the city council, they all approved it. But my question uh, for these officials, well, what about Atlantic Avenue and Atlantic Avenue beyond the walk? Now, when you come into the expressway into Atlantic City, there's the convention center there where the train is there. And they got the walk with all the beautiful shops. Well, I, I ask you to walk past Ohio Avenue and Atlantic Avenue, and it's going to look like a flea market. And the master plan has never included Atlantic Avenue beyond Ohio Avenue. And Atlantic City, we used to have 12, 14 movie theaters, had wonderful, wonderful, wonderful restaurants. But the casinos came in, and the casinos, you know, it's two sides to the coin, as one of my guests said. The casinos actually wanted to have um, all of the business to stay in the casino. So, unfortunately, those restaurants um, actually closed down. Now, there's, there's, there's great restaurants in Atlantic City. Um, but, you know, why should you have to go to a casino to have a good meal? Why not have a, an environment, an ecosystem where families can come to Atlantic City and do all types of things? Now, um, there used to be a bowling alley in Atlantic City, um, but I believe that bowling alley has been closed, and it was in the Showboat Casino. So, and there was the Boardwalk Bowl when I was growing up. Now, what about movie theaters? Okay, there's the IMAX Theater, which is, you know, in the walk near the Tropicana. Atlantic City really needs to have events that the family can truly, truly enjoy. And in my opinion, if Atlantic City is going to uh, become the, the, the world's playground again, they got to focus on safety, they got to focus on customer service, and they got to focus on the poverty that's in Atlantic City. Now, what, what my colleague Ema has pointed out to me is that 24% of the population is under the poverty level. Now, Ema, he's a senior here at Seton Hall, and he says, I guess they don't want to say poor because they can't say poor, but so they use poverty. But you look at the household income versus the state of New Jersey. Household income in Atlantic City is $26,000 versus the state of New Jersey is $55,000. Family income in Atlantic City, 32000 versus the state 65,000. It's doubled. Now, when you think about Atlantic City, it's 11.3 square miles, has a population of 40,000 people. Now, I know folks say that that swells uh, because people come to Atlantic City to gamble. That's true. But we're talking about the residents. We're talking about the people um, who, who, who live and work there and raise their children there. Now, what's interesting is that if you look at the crime statistics now, we're going to have one of my guests that's going to be in a program, and he's going to say that considering the number of people that come to Atlantic City, crime is not that bad. Now, you talk to Pastor Days, you're going to hear in his interview, he's going to say crime is, is really bad because there's 26, 27 unsolved murders in Atlantic City. 
So we really need to address the poverty and the crime and the lack of education in Atlantic City. Now, from 2001 to 2010, uh, there were there was five murders in 2001. 2010, there were 11. Uh, in 2001, there were 255 robberies. Well, in 2010, that was 434 robberies. What about aggravated assault? That was at 450 in 2001. It shot up to 310 in 2010. Violent crimes was uh, 1,819 in 2001. And still, it's a big number, but in 2010, it just grew to 1,968. You know, Now, people think New York, big, bad New York, a lot of people, a lot of crime. Well, there's a crime index that you can get off the Internet. And... The crime index for the murder risk for Atlantic City versus New York. Now, you would think that New York would have a higher murder risk, right? Well, New York is at 150 on the index. Atlantic City is at 700. The rape risk in Atlantic City is at 300 versus New York is 75. The robbery risk is at 725 in Atlantic City. In New York... It's 300. The assault risk in Atlantic City is 300, and New York is 290, so it's about equal. The burglary, the burglary risk is 300 in Atlantic City versus 100 in New York. The larceny risk is 750 in Atlantic City versus 150 in New York. So when you look at the total crime risk index, Atlantic City is at 430, and New York is is at 143. What's wrong with this picture? Let me ask a fundamental question. Why is it that the police in Atlantic City do not have to reside in Atlantic City? Can you imagine if there's a policeman living on your block? I think the criminals would think twice about committing a crime because I served as an auxiliary police officer in Downers Grove, Illinois, and I remember going through my training, and they said, when a burglar is going to a home, if he hears a dog or sees an alarm system, he's just going to go to the next house. Well, my my theory is that if the Atlantic City police officers lived in Atlantic City, that will be a deterrent to crime. Now, for what I understand, I have uh, one of the councilmen from the 6th Ward, Mr. Mancuso, is going to be on the program. He said to me that the reason this is is that the civil service law allows them to uh, live outside the Atlantic City after they lived in the city for, I guess, the initial three to six months. Well, we really need to think about this in the state legislator or whoever legislates the civil service to get that change. We need our police officers living in our town. Now, I hope to have Mayor Langford on. We've invited him to the program. I certainly hope he comes on because I would love to hear his views about how we can improve Atlantic City, how we can deal with these issues. Now, from what I understand, um, the mayor's uh, cabinet is supposed to reside in Atlantic City. Um, but I understand, and, and if my information is wrong, I'm sure I will be corrected, but from what I understand, that some of them live outside of Atlantic City. Now, how can you lead a town if you're not going to be about the town and live in the town? That is just so, so, so important. 
So when we think about the challenges in Atlantic City, we're going to talk about what are some of the key issues and the challenges, but also what are the opportunities? What are the solutions? Now, on the program um, so far, we have Pastor Collins A. Days, who is the pastor of Second Baptist Church. Uh, he is going to be on the program for two segments. Uh, my sister, Shermaine Gunter Gary, who uh, works within the Atlantic City government, uh, running the rec center, and is also um, executive director of the Rites of Passage program. She's been working with the youth in Atlantic City uh, since the early 90s. Uh, we're going to get her perspective on Atlantic City. And then we have uh, Mr. Pinky Kravitz, uh, who is renowned uh, in the state of New Jersey. He's a radio host and TV personality and one of the, the most tireless and really biggest promoters of Atlantic City. We're going to have him on the program. Um, Mr. Timothy Mancuso, who is the sixth ward councilman, uh, he's going to be on the program uh, to give us his views in regards to um, what he's been doing the last 21 years and what he hopes to do if he's reelected to his councilman position. As I indicated, uh, we have invited uh, Mayor Langford uh, to come on the program, and um, we're hoping to get my good childhood friend, uh, Deputy Chief Henry White. We've invited him uh, to be on the program, and I certainly hope that Henry can come on the program to give us his thoughts and views on um, how uh, um, the police can do a better job or, or the good job that they're doing. I'd like to get his viewpoint. Now, recently, with the governor having the new casino district, there's a new uh, executive director of the CRDA, which is the Casino Redevelopment Agency. His name is Mr. John F. Paul Marriott. Now, he just recently started, and we have extended uh, invitation for him to come on a program, as well as the acting CRDA executive director, Ms. Susan Thompson. So we're hopeful that um, they will uh, come on the program and share their views about what are the big plans to really build um, the, the marketing for Atlantic City so that uh, Atlantic City can reach out to folks from around the world to really, truly make it the world's biggest playground, the world's best playground. Um, also, uh, we're going to have State Senator Jim Whalen on on the program. As I mentioned earlier, he was a four-term mayor, and uh, he's invited to be on the program. Now, how can we not have the CEO of the Miss America pageant uh, not on the program? So we've invited Mr. Art McMaster uh, to come on the program to, to talk about um, – why Miss America left Atlantic City, and is there a possibility that Miss America will come back to Atlantic City? Uh, we've also reached out to the Atlantic City Board of Education. Uh, the president, Shea Still, he's been invited to be on the program, as well as the superintendent of Atlantic City uh, School System, uh, Mr. Frederick Nichols, he's been invited. And I'm very pleased to say, and, and uh, I, I think that we're going to get lucky and the author of Boardwalk Empire, as well as his latest book, The North Side, uh, uh, Judge Nelson Johnson, uh, we're hoping that uh, he will come on the program. And we hope to have uh, some just the regular citizens uh, 
to be on the program to talk about their experience in Atlantic City and how they can make Atlantic City better. You know, it was interesting. When I uh, came up here to Seton Hall uh, back in 1977, um, the folks were talking about uh, going down to the shore. And um, I really didn't know what shore they were talking about um, because, you know, Atlantic City, as far as we're concerned, that was the shore. And we had the boardwalk um, and we had the saltwater taffy and uh, we had all of that nostalgia and, you know, what happened? Where did it go? How can we get it back? So I urge you to write to your, your politicians, uh, write to your local leaders, because if Atlantic City improves and grows, so will the state of New Jersey. And we can truly make the Garden State as powerful and as meaningful as it should be in this, this world economy. And, it's, you know, it is all about leadership. It's all about doing the right thing for your fellow man. And we, we have to address the poverty in Atlantic City. Uh, we have to address the teenage pregnancy. We have to address the issues of, of drugs and crime. In one of my interviews with Pastor Days, he talked about one of the challenges in, in the black community is that a number of the citizens don't qualify for a casino job because of two reasons. One, they might have a record. Two, they might have a drug addiction. And as uh, pastor Second Baptist Church, and, and they have a number of ministries, and one of their um, ministries is Christians in Recovery. So Pastor Days talks about, you know, how they help folks through that process. But to the people who have uh, committed a crime, they've paid their debt to society, um, but because of their record, they can't get a job in the, the casino, which means that they need to be educated about how to get their record expunged and how they can rebuild their life. Because the, one of the key points in Mr. Uh, Nelson Johnson's book in the North Side it talks about how the black community in Atlantic City was the service infrastructure that made Atlantic City very successful. And we need to understand that a productive town is a constructive town. A constructive town is a positive town. And that folks will want to come to Atlantic City because they know that they're going to, they're going to have a good meal, they're going to have good shows, they're going to have good entertainment, and they're going to have they're going to they're going to be equally uh, they can easily lose their money at any casino if they want to, but also they're going to get good service, and they're going to feel safe. You know, Atlantic City is such a, a, a great place to grow up. I just remember enjoying the beach and the boardwalk, and um, that was our recreation: going to the beach, um, playing on the beach, swimming in the water going to Steel Pier, going to Million Dollar Pier and Steeplechase Pier. You know, Atlantic City was known for a lot of things back then, and it was because of the leaders. The leaders really worked very hard to make the town uh, as successful as it was. I mean, when we think about Bulwark Empire and we look at Atlantic City in its heyday, what we need to start to think about is how do we spread that goodwill and that wealth 
beyond Pacific Avenue? How do we show the young citizens in Atlantic City that their life can go beyond their their neighborhoods, go beyond the crime? You know, Pastor Days is going to talk about um, some citizens who have taken back their building. Their building had a number of issues in regards to crime, and they decided that they had enough. And he's going to talk about how they really um, instituted a, a system by which they're able to monitor the building, make it secure. And the management company was so impressed with the results that they hired the tenant to be the manager of the building. And that is a model that needs to be explored. That's a model that there needs to be some grant funding to, to, to empower people, to give them the training, to demonstrate to them about what they're able to achieve. Those are the success stories that we need to get into the papers. And we need to provide the, the guidance, the education, and the counseling. Uh, my sister, Shermaine, uh, Miss Gunter Gary, She's going to talk about her Rites of Passage program. And here she works with teenagers two times a year, and it's, I believe it's like an eight-week program, and they, and they really work with them on etiquette. They work with them on being prepared for college. They, they, they work with them on understanding um, how to be a gentleman, how to be a lady. And her statistics are phenomenal in regards to how many of these folks go on to not only graduate from high school, but to graduate from college. But when I ask her where does she get her support, unfortunately, she doesn't get a lot of support. And I would think that the casinos, would, this is a program that they would want to support because if it's helping out the young people to be better citizens, what better way to improve in the image in the infrastructure of Atlantic City by having very good citizens who are going to focus on doing the right things versus doing the bad things. This is a golden opportunity right now for Atlantic City to reclaim its position as the world's playground. But it's going to take cooperation between the local leaders, the citizens, the parents, the casino operators, for them to say, we want to make Atlantic City a magnet destination. So how do we do that? Well, the gentlemen on the, the boardwalk who are pushing the, the cars where people sit, well, you know what? Give them a nice uniform and make sure that all of the carts are dressed appropriately so that people will want to sit in there because, you know, they're going to look nice because it's a, it's a beautiful cart and the gentleman or, or the lady who's pushing them is dressed appropriately, and this is a way that they can enjoy a good a good uh, stroll on the boardwalk. Let's beautify Atlantic Atlantic Avenue. Let's let's put some movie theaters. Let's put some recreation uh, facilities on Atlantic Avenue where folks will want to come from the casino into the area, and then when they want to go back to have some fun to gamble, they can do that too. There's enough to go around. we got to create a, 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 a new infrastructure, a new economic infrastructure where, you know, every seat in the restaurant is sold out. Every bed is sold out because people from all over the world 
want to come to Atlantic City. We got to beautify the entrance coming in on the uh, the Whitehorse Pike into Atlantic City. You know, we really got to demonstrate to the world that Atlantic City is the world's playground and it needs a marketing campaign that's superior to Vegas. Now, from what I understand, Vegas has a higher crime rate than Atlantic City, according to one of my sources. But they do an excellent job of promoting all the positive stuff about Vegas. You don't hear about the negative stuff. And Atlantic City, with its beach, with its boardwalk, with its rich history, with the nostalgia, Atlantic City can regain its rightful position. So stick with me for the next 10 weeks because the Miss America Where Are You series is going to really allow the citizens of Atlantic City and the leaders to talk about how we can make Atlantic City great again. I want to thank you for your time and your attention. This is Darrell Gunter, your host of Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM. Remember, leadership begins with you.